podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. So it finishes at McDermott Park, Celtic 3, St Johnson 1, with near beat on just about saving Christmas uh, for a pretty unrecognisable Celtic squad overall. This is Tino with Celtic Exchange Final Whistle Show, and I'm joined this afternoon by James. James, how was your boxing day viewing? Good and bad. Um, came out the traps really well, thought they were just going to coast it. If they'd got the third goal in the first half, the game's over. They didn't. And you can see Cam Davidson just wanted to not lose a goal in the first 20 minutes in the second half. He achieved that and then they got a goal from some slack play from Celtic. So, yeah, game of two halves, but we got the three points and that's what counts. Yeah, so we'll get into the final detail as we go along. But, you know, first and foremost, we need to look at that starting lineup and, and you know, the bigger picture being the, the squad and just a lot of the unknown names in there. So the big headlines would be the fact that Hart, Ralston, McGregor, Mikey Johnson, guys that have been starting recently, don't make the team. Vasilis Barkas, heard of him? Wow. He, just <laughs> he comes in out of the coldest of cold. Uh, I see his fourth choice goalie just now behind Bain, Hazard and uh, Hart. Anyway, he comes in. Welsh goes to right back. James McCarthy slots in. Somebody sent us a, a tweet here just to the players that are missing. Now, you can make your own mind up whether you think these guys are first team players or not, but there's 17 players in this list I'm just about to, to rattle through. So, three goalies, Hart, Bain and Hazard. Sorry, four goalies, Oluwayemi. The B team goalie. So those four guys unavailable for today. Ralston, Taylor, McGregor, Shaw, Johnson, Uregide, Turnbull, Chris Julian, longer term, James Forrest, Karamoka Dembele, longer term, Jota, Jack Amakis, Ayeti. How does any team deal with that kind of loss? To, to take that and put a team on the pitch to come out the way they came out today, you know, confident, playing football, playing style, playing a different formation, forced into a different formation, which had good and bad points in it um, I think they deserve great credit for coming away with the three points today yeah I think so so in terms of the formation it, it certainly looked like a 3-5-2 give or take um, and I suppose that is a not a gamble by Andrew Such, but it's certainly a, a shift from his regular 4-3-3 I actually think it's the first time we've seen a change definitely you know in any game League Cup Europe whatever um, and I think personnel has, has just forced his hand there yeah, I think Ralston dropping out just meant that the, the options weren't there because you've got a right back in Juranovic, but then everything else needs to get shuffled. So the three five two is what you went with, and I, you know, I don't think we'll see it very often, but it's good to know that it's an option. I think it's an interesting option, and somebody I think it was Boys Analytics, um, you know, who, who we know fairly well on Twitter, and he made the point: Does this three five two work better against the low block, which we've definitely struggled against? It certainly allows you to get two strikers in the box. I think what you saw, the big change you saw was when Scales and Juranovic were on their wings, they didn't have the support, but the balls were coming through the middle and the, the chances were coming through the middle and the chances were there. Um, so eh, something had to change with the low block because we're going to come up against it most weeks. I think we spoke about it eh, during the week there. So whether we're forced into it or not, it's good to see something different because I know it's particularly once Johnson got their goal, they slotted into a low block type and thought maybe we can nick one at the end before they, they lost the third goal mm-hmm. so yeah we, we needed something to, to combat the low block and this seemed to handle it fairly well yeah it's food for thought isn't it so I'll, I'll read through the lineup. Uh so Barkas yep makes his first start I think in five months he obviously started on the range 
and then he get dropped to after his clanger against Michelin. So I think that's his first game since then. Uh, back three of Welsh, Carter Vickers, Starfelt. Midfield five, Juranovic to the right, Scales to the left. Beaton and McCarthy a bit deeper, with Rodic certainly up ahead them in the ten. And then you had a bad and Kyogo effectively as, as paired strikers. Who stood out for you in the first half? First half was good, wasn't it? It was. Um, Abad obviously stood out because he was making lots of runs. Beaton stood out because he was making use of those runs. Um, but I would say special mention to Dawson as well, coming on in the first half, yeah. coming on very early. And, you know, Slotting in there. I think Celtic first said on Twitter it was our 15th debut of the season which is f- just phenomenal Jeez to be sitting where we are in the league with 15 debutants uh, in the space of 4-5 or five months you know yeah. so yeah I thought, I thought Dawson um, fitted in really well there chose a different game yeah I was going to say special praise for Dawson so you'll have heard in the commentary he's, his dad I think Andy Dawson played he's the nephew of Michael Dawson yep. ex-England Spurs and I think he's the great nephew of ex-Blankety Blank host Les Dawson is that so which I is really quite interesting yeah. so real talent in that family but I think he done well I think he just led the line well we were talking before we came on air here about how he was really quite calm and composed for a debutant you know he didn't get in it wasn't rabbit in the headlights he wasn't saying Whoa, you know this is a bit you know, too big a stage for me. I thought he was really quite calm and showed some good stuff and he could have nicked a goal near the end and he should be pretty proud of his debut. Yeah, he was very unlucky. It was a great save from the goalie um, that he didn't nick his goal. And I think because you've got such a uh, a direct comparison midweek with uh, Moffat yeah. playing, his, uh, playing his debut and Moffat did seem to get caught with the occasion and Dawson just didn't. And that's a big thing and Andy's all about mentality and it's not that Moffat can't make it or anything like that. It's just a bit of you know getting the mental side of the game right because Moffat's got the talent, but Dawson seems to have the head for it more than anything else, which is yeah. good. Football, you know, can often be about taking that opportunity when it comes around, mm. whether it's you know through misfortune for one of your fellow players getting injured or whatever. A great example in fairly recent times is the likes of David Marshall coming in against Barcelona and you know setting this you know the stall out for the rest of his career. Dawson's done really well today, and that will give him a bit of confidence. It also gives Ange food for thought as to maybe this young kid's an option for us because we've not seen a bit of him. You know, he's been kicking around the B team. We've not heard much about him. You know, We've heard mm. of guys like Moffat doing well. We've heard of Rocco Vanta doing well. Dawson's obviously been doing his work you know, behind the scenes and clearly he's done enough to, to catch Angie's eye. And there's the thing. Kyogo goes goes off injured, I think, in 13 minutes. Yeah, everyone's kind of groaning when that happens. By all accounts, it's not too bad, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, relatively well expected. I think they, they said... Let's see how long you do. If you feel anything, just come off. Exactly that. I think it's also interesting that Kyogo has expressed this desire to play. Lots of footballers in the modern game would say, that's nah, it's not for me, I'll just sit this one out. He really wants to play his part. And listen, they rolled the dice for the cup final and it paid off. Less so today, but I think over the piece he's got to be okay. But his attitude's exceptional. It is. You know, the other side of that is there's a lot of managers wouldn't take the player's word for it. I'm fine, I want to play kind of thing. You know, it's great to have that attitude, but... Is he then kind of more of a risk for the future? But as Anne said, it doesn't look like it's it's a turnbull situation. It's just a, a few weeks out, and it's you know perfect time to get some rest. Just sit in a big bag of pillows and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, cotton wool and all that stuff. Um, so obviously we mentioned there that you know it was Dawson that came on for Kyogo around about thirteen minutes. We'll just look at the bench very quickly, mm. really just to highlight the the lack of options and experience in the bench. So. Uh, Sub goalie Ryan Mullen. Do you know anything about Ryan Mullen? Big Rizzo. With all due respect. Um, <laughs> a real surprise. He, he'll be fifth or sixth choice goalie at Celtic and, and he was on the bench and good luck to him. You know, good experience, but you know, it's it was a shock to see so him he, there. He's sub sub goalie for B team, isn't he? To Hazard. Well, I suppose it'll be Oluwa Yemi 
then Hazard perhaps yeah, in the morning, hard so. to say uh, Montgomery was on the bench came on for a late cameo Sorrow on the bench doesn't feature these days Bolingoli just uh, out of nowhere just right out of the blue uh, Ben Doak I've heard great things about Ben Doak I've got a friend who works in the academy and speaks really really highly of him so maybe today wasn't a day for him but great for him he got on the bench and you know, hopefully he'll get his chance what at kind of player is he where is he I think he's a forward attacking player I think perhaps to the left hand side but pace to burn you know, really exciting talent so hopefully we'll see big things from him Good. Dawson we mentioned he comes on early and Owen Moffat who didn't feature but just glancing at that bench and obviously we talked about the 17 guys that are unavailable it's as stretched as it can possibly get it really is you know and it's you know transfer window and rest you know it's it's, it's what we need and um, we were kind of this was coming anyway you know we knew like let's just get to January you know I think he was talking about getting a clean sweep of games and so on and so on but it was about getting to January, getting reinforcements in and getting the players a rest. So now's the time for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in terms of the game itself, we've not had to wait too long um, for a bad at settle nerves uh, and make it 1-0. I think it's ninth minute I've clocked it. It's good from a few guys' point of view. McCarthy wins it back well in the midfield. Um, finds Juranovic, who shows a real bit of pace, You know, kind of burns forward and, and cuts out. I think McCarthy tried to play out a defence. Yeah. Juranovic is on to that quickly. There's a clever bit of play by Kyogo, keeping the defender away from Juranovic, yeah. if, if you can clock yeah, that. Peels off, yeah. He's burst to the byline, he's whipped it in, curling at pace, low. And I actually think Abada's done everything right in terms of getting contact. Yeah, it's all you ask your player to do there, yeah. is clean contact, on target, make the goalie work. Goalie makes a great save, actually. One of a number of good saves he's, he's made throughout the game, but yeah, the goalie's done well, Abada's done well, and then Abada's just shown that bit more desire. Do you have any doubt about a handball? I mean, it came off the guy's back. It seemed to like one angle showed it coming off uh, a bad kind of like chest kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, depends what way you you like to um, bias your football. You know, if you're biased one way, you're seeing that handball. If you're biased there, you're seeing nothing. So. I like to bias mine towards Celtic. So yes. cleaner got as you'll see. Five yeah. foot seven, a bad out jumping two guys. He's hungry. Yeah, That's it. He's showing the desire. <clears throat> he's bundled it over uh, over the line. So yeah, you know, just it sells and airs because you just didn't know what kind of afternoon they expect and, and there's been some anxious moments later on but it just settles everybody down and you know kind of you know just lets you find your feet and start to play your football as I mentioned that frustrating injury to Kyogo happened not long after maybe five minutes after he goes off Dawson comes in so not much more to cover on that um, and then as you mentioned at the top of the piece Celtic are in control they've dominated this first half and around about the 22nd minute has made it too talk us through that one so I mean I think the important part is getting that Early first goal, it stops any um, you know settling into a low block because we didn't really get to see that from St Johnson until much later in the game, as I said. So that that was the important part for me. And then getting the second, you're thinking, great, easy street. And it's just there's a a decent ball into Rogic, hit fairly kind of fast. He's just got the feet for it, taking it nice and calm. And there's just great vision to see where. To be fair to Abada, he's making the intelligent run, and Rogic is making the intelligent pass. So they, they've linked up really well there together. Yeah. He's hit the ball with just the perfect way. I mean, a striker must love running onto that. And he's just a kind of fives goal, just tucked it, gave the goal the eyes and tucked it. Yeah, it's like, it's like he's kind of clipped it with the outside of his left boot just a, and he's floated on a wee cloud into a baddest <laughs> path. And he's just done the no look, just you know, tucked it round by the goalkeeper. It's a really good goal and a really clever good goal. Team it, goal. It just shows you the difference when you've got guys like Rodic in there. And, and they highlighted, in fact, on the commentary or on, on the TV, 
before Rodgers receives the ball, he just takes a half step back to his left hand side to make that space. I think it's Beaton puts it across to him. He just finds you know the kind of space in behind the central defender. It allows Beaton to find him. I think it's two or three touches out his feet and then he clips it in. So yeah. it's a really good goal from a Celtic point of view, and and it's no more than we deserve at that point of view. And beyond that, I've counted up another maybe three, four, even five chances in the first half, yeah. and you're happy at half time, but we could and maybe should be a wee bit more. Um, you know, clinical with these finishes. Yeah, yeah, because it finishes the game. You know, 3 0 down half time, a team's done at that point, you know, so you can actually relax, maybe bring some players on, rest some players, all that kind of stuff. Now we've got a Tom Rogic 90 minute man, but, you know, it'd be nice to kind of rest him if you can, but he's played a lot of 90 minutes now, so um, yeah, we need to be more ruthless and clinical. That's yeah. definitely it. Um, so I've noted a few different chances. Um, Beaton's found a bad a couple of times. Uh, there was one where it broke to Juranovic in the box as well. He's had a half chance on his left foot. There's one where Scales looked like he kind of lost where the ball Locked was in the box. Yeah. So various different chances. I've also noted, and it's worth noting, that Barkas, around about 35th minute, came out and confidently and calmly claimed a corner. Okay, you know, just took it out of the sky. I've never doubted the guy. I don't know where you're at on him. <laughs> Sticky paws. Uh, yeah, well, he, he had a couple of wee moments in the second half, so maybe, well, maybe not judge him at the first half performance. Yeah. Just... Um, but I thought he's he's actually not had much to do the, the only shot on target or the only effort on target was St Johnson's goal and he had no chance for the goal it was a really decent header yeah, so that aside he's only really had to come out for corners and the ball at feet is a bit of a worry I, I tell you out with anything else why it's a worry that part was a midden so I I know it's hard for clubs like that you know it's it's expensive there's a lot of football played on it there's a lot of kind of but that's not been that bad you know, cons- you know comparative to other years and stuff I don't know if there's some kind of Scottish football solution where that kind of responsibility gets centralised to an SFA and SPFLC. We look after all your pitches and the cost of it gets spread across to the at least the, the Premier League, um, if not further down, because it's, there's no football to be played on that pitch. I mean, it looked like something you played on as your kids, sand in the box and all that stuff. Yeah. So it, it does diminish the spectacle. Yeah, if you ever watch highlights of Match of the Day from like the 80s and that's exactly what I thought. Wimbledon v yeah. Luton and they're just yeah. banging it up to John Fashion it's, yeah. it's that kind of surface so it was really quite poor and certainly didn't um, help Celtic's style of play but you know as I say we managed to get by particularly in the first half getting into the second half as you mentioned Davidson's big objective will be to have you know, you know shut up shop at least for the first you know 15, 20 odd minutes and they've done that fairly well but you know until they've scored their, their goal I didn't really feel anxious to learn. I felt anxious immediately after they scored their goal. Uh-huh. But up to that point, Celtic are fairly in control, albeit it was a bit it was a bit more disjointed in the first half. Disjointed is the word, and I've seen it in a few games at that, that kind of stage of the game, usually be a bit later, to be fair, 60, 70 minutes. And I don't know if they are starting to tire with this level of intensity. We spoke to a, a lead friend of ours, Matt, early in the season, and he's been watching this, you know, high intensity football for a year or two now. And being and he said watch out for the second half of the season and I don't know if that's come upon us just a wee bit early the last two three games I've noticed players usually 60 to 70 minutes starting to tire and what you're seeing is the concentration's dropping the accuracy of the passing's dropping the uh, making moves to be available that's all starting to get ragged which leads to the kind of scrappy play we got in that first 50 minutes of the second half so hopefully it's just a a temporary thing and now we've got the time to recover from that I've got to say as much as guys like Rodic are looking you know, leaner, fitter, stronger and, and one or two others as a group I think the players look dead on their feet I think they look tired yeah. and I think listen 
the breaks come at the time that's come, you know, and decisions made out with Celtic's hands and just put some guys in their place at, at the end in the interview and we'll catch that in, in a minute or two. But I think that the, the rest is just, you know, landed at the perfect time because guys just need to recover. We can see how many guys are out and I think they're running on empty to a huge extent. So it, it's going to be a decent thing over the next few weeks for these Celtic players. Yeah, I mean, if you look at 10, 15 years ago, the number of games Celtic have played so far this <coughs> season would be about a season and a half worth compared to that. So, all right, there's better sports science, players can be fitter and nutrition's better and nobody's supposedly drinking as much as they used to do. So there's all that goes into it as well. But there's a lot of football and it just takes its toll on the body and the, the mind as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, so back to the game. Do you know anybody that can hit free kicks? Joseph Juranovic. <laughs> I know Beaton can. Yeah, so we seem to keep giving Beaton this this chance. Like, I don't know if it's just the boys have been kind to him and saying, go and have, a, go and have another go, big man. He keeps trying this knuckleball and if it doesn't hit the wall, it's the top of the stand and it's just another chance lost. And I just think, as I said before, I think maybe over the next few weeks and the players will have a bit of time to work together on, on different things that they've not been able to catch in the six-month range so far. They'll maybe work in set pieces, but between that and the corners, it's been pretty sketchy. I do agree, Juranovic's set pieces are better today, in term, particularly in terms of corners. His delivery's spot on. Mm. But free kicks, they're, they're just not really effective for us at this moment in time. Yeah, I saw Beaton complaining that the wall wasn't far back enough at one point and the strike he did hit dipped somewhere 20 yards behind the goal mm. so what would that made any difference you know it's, that that wasn't the crucial factor um, yeah it's, it's time to work on those things as well so eh, just don't give it to Beto as much as you know like we shouldn't have kept giving free kicks to Sean Maloney and guys like that as well and Turnbull is in that bracket crucially Turnbull's in that bracket he's got to be out of it or get better at it mm. um, I'd put Juranovic on it as dead balls until somebody else can do it better than him yeah I think we need to work, work on a few things there um, so that moment that, that cheap moment you mentioned um, listen it's 100% Carl Starfelt it, you know just basic error he's come out of defence fine we've worked it out he's breaking on the left hand side he's just and on that surface he's just played a, a really poor pass right I mean it's not even close to our guy right into the path of St. Johnson's midfielder, who's fed the right, right winger, who was quite dangerous. I think he gave Starfield some trouble. He's whipped in a brilliant ball. Kane's caught it flush. No chance for the keeper. And all of a sudden, a game you're cruising in, the nerves set in. Yeah. Starfield got a warning five minutes before when uh, Kane actually fouled him, but Starfield's pass was cut out and a guy was bombing. And if it wasn't for Kane fouling Starfield, the pass itself would have been legitimate and St. Johnson would be through and goal. So he was given the warning, he didn't heed it. Um, you know my thoughts on Starfield, and he's had some good games, and he's definitely better, he's improved, but I still think he's got that dropping concentration in him. And that's what it was, it was dropping concentration, not aware of where he was, who was around him, what his options were, and he made a gamble pass, and he, and he lost the gamble. Yeah. So that, that He also uh, then didn't block the cross, which is, you know, that's the criminal part. If you're going to make a mistake, get in there and block the cross. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, the, the mistake, first and foremost, is the clanger. But he's got a chance to try and make up for it, and he's not even got close to doing so. So yeah, it was poor from him. There's no getting away, and we'll defend him when that's that's required. But he's at fault there, and there's work to be done. Uh, that's around about the 68th minute. So you're then, I'm relaxed. I'm, I'm tucking into quality streets and enjoying the whole Trying Boxing nice Day uh, scenario. And then all of a sudden, you're uh, you're nervous. There's no doubt about it. And you're thinking, geez, I can't really go 20 minutes of this. And it has been a wee bit edgy because as much as Celtic did retain the the lion's share of possession. You're thinking all oh, this is going to take now is is another mistake like that or a set piece, and they had a couple of corners, yeah, um, yeah. and it just if we are feeling it as fans, the players are feeling that too, aren't they? Of course, because they know the uh, the consequences for for losing. You know, if you lose that goal, you're playing 
10 men in the goalie you know you're, you're going to do, be doing exactly what you had to do against St Mirren and didn't achieve against St Mirren during the week because St John's would just lock it down so yeah it must be on their mind but if they can I, I think they're professionals and they can just retain their composure the difficulty was retaining your composure without your captain Cal McGregor might be a little bit more difficult they had one shot in particular Middleton could have done better he got a clean strike on goal but he actually was given the ball from another guy who could have had a shot at goal as well and I'm thinking why are two guys getting open sight of our goal at this crucial point in the game we're not closing down you know, the concentration the slackness again so didn't come to pass and that period did kind of uh, did, did settle you know yeah yeah, and certainly did in the 82nd minute so it's near beat on Captain Nero who uh-huh. stepped up uh, I've got to say I thought it at first glance, I thought it may be taking some sort of deflection. It's actually just a brilliant finish. He, yeah. could, he couldn't have put it any closer to the post. He was very humble post-match. and He's a decent big guy beat on. He was saying, oh, you know, I think I got lucky and stuff. He was playing it down. It was a really, really decent strike. Absolutely. You know, he's, he's made the space for himself. And like you say, there's nowhere else he could have put that. Between the goalie's hand and the post, there is... <laughs> I want to get this right. A ball's width. <laughs> a ball's width, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the ball has, has made it through that channel. It's a cracking strike, um, and and good for him because I think he's he struggled the last couple of games. I think he's even today he was erratic. He was more forward playing today than he was certainly on Wednesday. He was really uh, quite criminal on Wednesday of playing the the negative and taking things back. So he was more positive today, but still very kind of good bits and bad bits. So he got his goal. He's captain Celtic to a victory there. Yeah, that's exactly what I seen from today. I thought it was a very beat on performance in terms of. Most of the stuff's really good. Technically, he's a very good footballer. He played in a bad a couple of times in the first half. He's shown some real composure at different times. He's also given away under no pressure mm-hmm. in different occasions. And he's just... That, that isn't your beat on in a nutshell. Yeah. Great stuff for 70% of the time. But he's always got that you know bundle of things that he can get wrong. And sometimes, you know, they're really costly. And that's why he's been in and out of Celtic his whole career. You know, he's, he gets a run and he's dropped and he's... A sub, he's not in the squad at all, etc., etc. It's because it's it's hard to, you know, always stand by a guy who's inconsistent like that. If you can get him on his great stuff all the time, great, but we don't. So that's just the reality of living with near beat on. Yeah, I have to say I'm excited about his testimonial next year. That'll be a, a, a glamour occasion. It, so. it must be coming. Well, he's 250 odd appearances now, I think maybe 252, 253, uh, and just about 10 years at Celtic. So fair play him. He's hung in there. He gets to wear the armband today. And as I say, he was very humble in his post-match. Like a lot of the guys just now, he talks about the team. It's never about him. You know, the, the, the interviewer, you know, rightfully gives him the chance to talk about his own individual goal it's not about that for him or any of the players at this moment in time it's all about the team we work hard together you know we work on things as a group and I thought it was good to see it was quite a decent interview um, we've spoken in the past about who your favourite three would be uh, in midfield for Celtic I don't think any has landed on McCarthy Beaton and Rogic with all due respect I thought McCarthy was pretty sound today what was your take on him? A very McCarthy game the game you wanted to play nice and quiet directing things always available and that's you know we've always heard about McCarthy's like whenever you look up looking for a pass he's always there for you mm-hmm. yeah I thought he was just nice calm measured kind of ran ran the midfield there and he's it's interesting to see how he plays in that game when there's two sitting at the back with one in front rather than one and two mm-hmm. and you've got that five across it's a very different game from the usual 4-4-3 so maybe it's about horses for courses 4-3-3 four, three, three. Four, three, three, um, yeah I think you're right I think just you know there was a system that Ange had to play to today and McCarthy fitted in well I actually think he fitted in well and what definitely what you're leaning towards there is he was a bit of the the unseen a lot yeah. of his work was done off the ball 
winning tackles and moving on. He he was he wasn't the guy who was going to play the through balls that Rogic plays and at times Beaton was playing. It's kind of not his game, and I don't think he's ever claimed that to be his game. He's very much a a six, a defensive midfielder, and I thought he'd done pretty well today. And you know you can argue maybe as well as he's done for Celtic. He had an important role to play. He slotted in. He's not played anything in the last maybe three four games now. You know he's very inconsistent in terms of when he's played for Celtic. But I thought when we needed him today, he stepped up and done his job. Absolutely, and you know that's that's what we need is guys who are on the fringes when they are um, called upon. They come in and do a job that makes the manager think, right, I've got an option in you now, rather than I can't trust you. You're on my bench, but I can't trust you. Now you can be on the bench and it's an option, or start. You know, you can start as an option. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So obviously, as mentioned, there, Beaton had just allowed us to breathe again. Quality Street back open. Everyone can relax. Um, and Dawson's nearly made it four one. He had a really good chance. Eighty six minutes. I thought Abada done well. You well, seen them? Selfish. You yeah. seen them break together? And I was hoping Abada would find them. He did. He found Dawson in the left hand channel. He, he, again, he's pretty much done everything right, and he's he's clipped it. He's just tried to lift it, and the goalie's just taken a bit of the sting out of it. And it's not had enough to go over the line. It would have been real Roy the Rover stuff, wouldn't it? Oh, your, your debut for Celtic. Um, and the, the goalie save is, is late. You know, he's got it over the goalie and the goalie's just then flung a hand at it and he's just clipped it, which yeah. slowed enough for the defender to, to stop it on the line. Um, but the fact that he, he got in that position with Abada and watching Celtic with two strikers, you know, which is quite novel these days, mm. uh, working off each other, linking like that and knowing... You know, very early, knowing where each other were. Yeah. And also being a team player a bad, a bad isn't a hat trick and he could have gone himself. This is true. And he slipped him in nice. So yeah, I, I think you know well played all round there and just unlucky. I think so. So how do we look at uh, Dawson's stats? I think he only played once for Scunthorpe uh, in the, the League Cup down in England. Everyone's making the lazy comparison that he'll be the next Hooper just because of the route Scunthorpe to Celtic. So Miff will be pleased. We'll see how that goes. But he's only 18 years of age. He only turned 18 in May. So no, still a very young man. I think he could be a very good find. And actually, I don't know who would take the credit for this one within the scouting department, but that looks to be a good piece of work. Identifying a guy who's maybe not quite making the breakthrough down south. I don't know what division Scunthorpe are in, maybe the third or fourth tier. But somebody's seen something in him and thought, he's worth bringing into our academy. And... On those early impressions, I really like how he played with his back to goal. Mm-hmm. Early impressions are that he could be a great find. So we'll keep a close eye uh, on Joey Dawson. Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned there, we, we can now relax and, and Celtic have comfy seen the game out. A couple of minutes overtime. Overtime? <laughs> the, good, the good old US of soccer. A uh, couple of minutes injury time and the whistle goes. Today, by hook or by crook, it was all about getting over the line. It didn't matter. 1-0, 6-5, any sort of win. We needed that. To, I'm not saying we limped over the line in terms of you know getting to the break, but we've not had much left in the tank, and just the three points was the be all and end all, wasn't it? Absolutely, and it was it was more comfy than than I'd have taken. You know, like you had to taken absolutely anything. Yeah, you, you know, a, a style last minute header, whatever kind of thing. The, the three points was the thing, and apart from that sloppy period, maybe twenty minutes, half an hour in total, they ran the game. You know, Celtic. So and and they finished strong, started strong, finished strong. So. Happy enough with that. Three points up the road. Yeah. So what we've got now, we've got, uh, we're recording here on Sunday, three weeks tomorrow before the next game. So that's Monday the 17th of January. I love a Monday night game, don't you? Jeez, uh, MNF at Celtic Park. So I'll get the big jack out for that one. We'll head along. But um, they look like they're doing okay under Sean Maloney. I think they were winning 1-0 today. Uh, I can't remember who they're playing, but they seem to have got a wee bounce off of him. As they should, eh? And we'll see where they where they land. They've had some COVID issues and, you know, as have a lot of clubs. So we'll see. And they have a couple of players out. Hanlon might be out. Because of his comments after the McGinn, McGinn was McGinn, great, sorry, yeah, yeah. and uh, 
somebody else. Uh, Porteous Burst not coming from the box after for somebody. Yeah, so we'll see how, how they shape up. But that'll be a tough game to come back to, you know, mm-hmm. as I say, three weeks' time. What do you think Celtic will look like in three weeks' time? Obviously, there's a lot of talk about what we'll do in the January window, and officially that opens next week, but I've no doubt there's work going on behind the scenes. Do you think we'll see new bodies in the lineup, or is that maybe going to be a wee bit too soon to integrate them? I think we'll see them before the end of January. I don't think we'll see them in the Hibs game. Um, and I think we'll come out of the winter shutdown, would you say 17th, is it? 17th, Monday 17th. 17th. I think we'll come out like we came out uh, against the likes of St Mirren and uh, Dundee at Parkhead. I think Celtic have been playing a lot of nice football without being clinical, and I think they're going to work on that with you know, additional players, rest, recuperation, tactics, everything. I think we'll come out all guns blazing and start blowing teams away. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I think there's a high chance that you're right. You know, it'll be a, a refreshed and rejuvenated Celtic team. They've been crying out for this break. Mm-hmm. You know, as I say, it's, it's it wasn't in the plan that it was going to be so soon, but I think it does work for Celtic. And I think Angel will be desperate, A, to get guys some recovery, and B, just to work with them. You know, he's got such a unique system and a unique approach to his football. He will thrive on the time at Lerickstown to to spend with them. Just on Ange, so he was obviously questioned and I think, I don't know who the the interviewer was, but he was trying to maybe catch a headline about, you know, were Celtic fortunate to get over the line here. He put them, he put him in his place, didn't he, in terms of why the breaks came around and why that's right for Ange. Yeah, as if Celtic were campaigning, you know, to get an early break so that we could get, you know, into that break and recover from injuries and all that stuff. Nothing to do with that. And he called it absolutely right in terms of if you enjoy watching behind closed doors football, you're you're not the kind of football fan I am, and you might as well wrap it right now. Yeah. Fans are the lifeblood of the game. Football with fans is without fans is nothing, all that kind of stuff. And all we've done is give ourselves a chance of fans getting into likes of the Hibs game and the games after that. And he said on the interview, you know, the situation might be similar where there's high numbers and it may not happen, all that kind of stuff, but we've given ourselves a chance. And any anyone around Scottish football who's against that needs to have a good look at themselves. Yeah, you know, you've, you've summarised that well. He's just, in a nutshell, he's he said it's all about the fans and this is what this move is and nothing else. Don't try and put words in his mouth. Don't try and say it's about Celtic needing a rest. And would play the games tomorrow if it allowed fans in the ground and that, that's his focus. And he's such a, a football guy and such a sincere football guy. You can believe that. Then you get people at other clubs trying to campaign. I you know, two clubs, we, you know, we know who one is, we don't know who the other is, but two clubs have campaigned for some reason, for us to go ahead with this 500 fans. You've seen that dross today. Yeah. You know, Anne said, I didn't enjoy it. You know, he said it wasn't a game to be enjoyed. Uh, getting the result was the most important thing for Celtic. We played some decent stuff at times, but that's not football. We had a season of the COVID Cup last year, and it's just not the way anyone wants it. Or most right-thinking football people want it. So, Ange again, just stepping up when we need him to. Yeah, and it was a bit like, um, was it the Motherwell uh, CEO said, and I, I said it as well, you know, the, the morning this kind of stuff started coming out, it's a it's an option, but it's got to be the last option behind closed doors. So let's do everything we can to have fans in the game. And if it looks like a long term situation, you know, a month, two months, all that stuff, you go, right, we have to do that. We don't have to do that right now. We've got a bit of time to work out where the, the numbers are going. So if you like football, you like fans of the games. Yeah, spot on. So we'll just about wrap things up for today with that. Um, thanks to Neil Beaton for saving the day. Uh, well done to Abada. I should have clocked, obviously, that's his 10th goal. Uh, for Celtic and eight assists so in half a season that's pretty good speaking of half a season what we'll do is we'll be back recording tomorrow Monday and that'll be our half season review so we'll cover everything from, from Ange coming in the various ups and downs and, and you know, we'll, you know we'll see what the report card says but I'm sure it's going to be pretty impressive so thanks to James for joining me today we'll be back with that show during the week 
And before that, sorry, and after that, we'll then have a game for a few weeks. We'll join you again for the Hibs game, but we'll be keeping uh, online over the next few weeks to bring you all the news from Celtic Park and beyond. But in the meantime, and as always, thanks for listening. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sports Social Podcast Network.